sportswear. <laughs> but I got it. Even if it was angels, I couldn't claim it because they're so bad right now. Not so active sportswear. <laughs> yes. Let's go. Hello and welcome to week nine of the NFL season. Last week in week eight, we saw Tyreek Hill catch eight balls and go over a thousand yards. So only week eight, he might catch Megatron this year. We saw Josh McDaniels, he gone, get fired. Brendan Staley survived another week, but we'll see if he doesn't beat the Jets on Monday night. Could be the end of him. We saw the Washington Commanders move defensive linemen like it was Skittles on Halloween. And we saw Brock Purdy. He's just coming back from concussion protocol and symptoms not play up to his full potential. Thank you for joining us this Thursday evening. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you're a longtime listener, welcome back. Each week we broadcast live on nofilter.net and caffeine TV. During football season, we usually broadcast Thursday night. We bring in a very special guest. More on that in a little bit. We're gonna pick some winners for week nine. We're gonna banter. We're gonna give you some tips on some bets. And we're gonna talk a little bit about some recent trades out West. I'm Kay Wynn, he's Big Ben and he's AJ Nance, you know him from St. Louis, Missouri, where he resides. Missouri Baptist University, where he played college ball. He was a problem. He was a combo guard in the American Midwest Conference. Kind of like Dame Lillard. He just never got his shot. Sure. Age sure. Z Sports Talk, where you can find his podcast. It's one of our favorite on all the major platforms. He may reside in the Midwest, but his football teams are in the Pacific Northwest. AJ. Thanks for joining the pod. What's up, fellas? Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. We're excited for this. And I'm really excited for this because I found, after doing a little research, me and you have a very special bond. We have something we're very close, very in common. We are both UW Husky football fans. Right on. Let's <laughs> oh, go. come on. Let's go. We are. Go dogs. And so my first <laughs> question on. for you. That's a lie. Hey, hey, this is my question, Ben. Give me three reasons why UW will beat Wazoo in the Apple Cup this year. I can give you 12. <laughs> I mean, the, the number one reason has to be the receivers, right? I mean, you can't go wrong mm -hmm. with the best receiving core in the country. Michael Penix, Heisman Award winner. He had a couple picks a couple weeks ago. That might throw a little tinker in there. But um, I don't know about three reasons. I know we're on a roll right now. And in a season where teams are kind of – I know coming into the season, Clemson had hopes and they were obviously bumped, bounced out early in Ohio State's quarterback situation. I think they're going to get dropped down soon. I think they're they're bound for a loss eventually here, um, even though I did pick Ohio State to win it all uh, coming into the season. I, that was kind of a kind of a hot topic. But Washington's rolling right now. High throttle offense, fun to watch. And uh, I, you guys got me messed up here. Who's the Washington fan here? I thought it was the other way around. Well, and <laughs> yeah. is Washington State. And Seahawks, okay. but okay. I'm Niners and UW Huskies. That purple and gold. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Kyle's been in one game where we both gated, <laughs> and the game actually stopped after like a quarter. And we left. So it was waiting. If he it was counts. any bit of a fan, he would have stuck around until midnight to watch Cal beat UW that game. <laughs> so I have to ask AJ. You live in Missouri. How is it that you're a UW fan and a Seahawks fan? So, as you guys obviously know, St. Louis Rams were here for a long time. And 
me and my family, my buddies, we were diehard Rams fans from the Austin Davis th- days, the Nick Foles days, uh, Mark Bolger, Sam Bradford, all those times, Tavon Austin. Um, when they left, it was kind of like ripping our hearts out. And we were we were awful for years, but we were so diehard. And St. Louis, uh, it's a small city compared to others, but we're huge on our sports, huge Cardinals fans here, huge uh, Blues fans. Um, how the Seahawks became a thing, I was really really bitter for like a year when the Rams left. Uh, I followed sports still. I follow all the NFL, but I didn't have a, a team I followed. And that, that was something I had a, had trouble with not having a team that I, you know, watched every single Sunday. Um, I actually became a huge Russell Wilson fan, loved everything about him, loved his play style, loved what he stood for off the field, everything. And uh, obviously we know how the Russ thing turned out, but when when Russ was moved, my fiance asked me, "Are you going to still become? Are you going to still rock with the Seahawks?" And I I can't turn away now, especially in in the time where I thought we were going to go downhill, yeah. and we just you know kept kept it rolling. So uh, that's how that became a thing. And then with college football, I was never a huge college football guy, but I was like, I'm so in love with sports, I have to find something. I was like, I'm already in Seattle, let's just stay there with Wash U. So yeah, <laughs> okay. AJ, here's to to figure out your true fandom here. I got a question. Who is your favorite member of the Legion of Boom? I'm I'm a Sherman guy. I'm a Sherman guy. But again, that was, I I hate being this guy, but that was before my fandom really began because I was, I was diehard St. Louis Rams at that point. So I actually went to a Rams game against the Seahawks in 2014, 2015, and was right right behind Russell Wilson and, and that bench. And I didn't I wasn't a fan whatsoever. I hated I hated the Seahawks during that time. They were <laughs> dominant. Okay. Next question. Would you rather have the Wolf Grays, which were our alternative alternative mm-hmm. uniforms, or the ones we rocked this last weekend as oh, throwbacks? I love the Grays, but this last weekend was so nice. Okay. Oh, it was it was unbelievable. And I'm glad All we right. pulled it out. That made it even sweeter. Um, but yeah, those jerseys are so sick, guys. This is this is rapid fire. If there was one coach, I'm so excited because I usually I am get, I am somewhat excited. I get Niners fans on the pod, right? Exactly. Kyle Homers all day, and all they talk about is <laughs> so. I do want to know if if you were to coach swap, if we were to coach swap with one team, who would it be? Oh, coach swap. So like Head take coach. take. Take Pete Carroll out and swap him with somebody else? Swap him with someone else. With our personnel and who we have, who would you swap him with? Oh, wow. I'm hoping you say one person. If you do, then See, I'll fly you out oh, to Seattle for a game. <laughs> my thing is, a, a, right when you asked it, I popped the name in my head, and I don't think you're going to like it, but I think Kyle's going to like it. And it's Shanahan. I think it fits. I don't know if, if that's crazy, but that's the first name that popped in my head real quick. The name that pops in my head is Andy Reid. No, uh, Andy yeah, Reid. Sure. No. I feel like I, this I sucks. we talked about it. It's it's big personnel. It's two wide receivers. Like their offense, the Pete Carroll offense isn't like like Miami or a lot of these teams. I feel like Andy Reid could take that team and take them to the next level. Mm-hmm. I like the Shanahan pick more because he's made mediocre quarterbacks look really good in his system. Wow. So, um, Gito's not, not not great, but he's he's better than than most. So, all right, U Dub, um, who's your all time favorite Husky since you've you've been keeping up with him? Is, is this question for me or AJ? 
AJ. <laughs> Since I'm new to everything, big Adunze guy, big Adunze Ooh, guy again. But wrong. again, I'm new these last four or five years to the whole thing. Followed Penix a little bit mm-hmm. uh, with Indiana when he came over. I think he just. I mean, obviously, I'm a huge Penix guy. Is what I'm trying to say because he just blew up so yeah. fast. Um, but yeah, I'd probably go with Dunze for sure. And I gotta say, you said they're rolling. I feel like they're sputtering a little bit. I feel like they're sputtering, These... and that's solely because look at the look at the competition. They play down the competition. Yeah, yeah. That's that's uh, they've. I listen to too much talk radio here. For I, I listen from my drive from work home, and it's enough. It's like twelve minutes. It's perfect, and all I hear is how the the Huskies, Adunze, but you know, you, you kind of Stanford, ASU, and I forget who they played before that. They played down the competition mm-hmm. a little bit. I don't. I haven't. I gotta watch Ohio State play. I think they're a top four team, mm-hmm. especially. I mean, Oregon's good too. Like, they are. Oregon's really good. I can't. Um, Especially what Oregon did to Utah. That completely surprised me. We got to go to Vegas. Yeah, yeah Rice Eccles. We got to go to Vegas. If they, if it's a rematch, we mm-hmm. have to. Because inevitably, we're going to see three things. One, a host of Duck fans and Husky fans get too drunk where they can't even make it to the game. Two, fisticuffs in the stands. And three, no matter who wins, it's it's going to be the win of the century. It'll be played up as the win of the century. Because mm-hmm. inevitably, whoever does win will go to the CFP. Yeah. How how I look at it personally, Kyle said it best: a win is a win in my book. Because the Seahawks have one actually good win on the on the resume here with the Lions, yeah. week three or whatever that was. Besides that, it's kind of been squeaking out some wins. Like we should have been we should have beaten the Browns better than we did, or more than we did. Yeah. Um, the Ravens this week is a huge test. Yeah, it's going to be fun to kind of see where actually to see where both teams are because with the yeah. Ravens, I'm not completely sold on them. They looked great against the Lions a couple weeks ago. They did not look just week. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And I feel like their defense is great, but it's still the same thing we've been saying for years of like Lamar is phenomenal, but Mark Andrews and I mean, who's going to, I mean, Zay Flowers is being solid for them this year, but like who's the other options there, you know? Yeah, well, great segue for us, AJ, because before we get in our picks, we want to, because that's where we're headed. And I think there's a lot of good games this weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, I didn't look at the buys, but it seems like there's just good matchups in kind of the upper, upper echelon in the NFL. So we got 10 games, money line, no odds. And we Kyle picked the 10 games, so we'll go through those. We'll banter a bit. We'll get your picks. And if you hit eight, K-Win, what does he get? You get a trophy. It's a big, big K-Win trophy. It's like a Lombardi trophy. It will be engraved. And we'll get you maybe, maybe we'll get you throw out the first pitch for a Cardinal game, box seats, <laughs> probably not all that other stuff, but you definitely get the trophy. And if and hey. if it's the Ducks versus Huskies in the in the Pac-12 championship, we'll present it to you at halftime on the 50-yard line. I love, I love it. I will say before we get started here, we keep track of our picks each week, and I'm 82 and 40 on the year on fire right now. Uh, 82 and, three last and 40. Week. So what does that put you over? Uh, Do the quick math. You had magic mind. Do the quick math. 
<laughs> that's that's not easy. Um, carry the two. No, I think that puts him like just sub seven, right? Seven yeah, out of ten. Seventy percentile. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. All right. So these picks, it's straight money line. Okay. You just got to pick winners. The leader right now has seven out of ten, but I think you have a shot. So let's do it. You want me to go first, or you go? I'll go. Because I, I love this game. Uh, my wife is from Kansas City. I was going to mention, AJ, I don't know what you're doing for the holiday season, but I spend it in Topeka, Kansas, and it looks like <laughs> Columbia is about halfway. So if you hey. want to meet up at any point, yeah. I went to um, the coldest Chiefs game on record last year. Um, I forget who they I think they played the Seahawks. It might have been. Was it might either have, yeah. way. Either way. Um, I'd love to meet you in Columbia at some point. Um the holidays can get a little slim. Grandpa doesn't have direct TV. So uh, first game is Miami. Speaking of Chile, going into Kansas City. Wrong. This is Germany. Oh, this is- I am. This is the early, early game. I will actually watch this game. I didn't watch the other Jags games and I don't even know. Thank well- you, Kwin. Save me. I will watch you, did, you didn't miss much in those. <laughs> it was nasty. <laughs> Um, so we got, I mean, geez, too many storylines. I wonder if Taylor, one, is Taylor going to be at in Germany? Two. No, starts her world tour in South America next week. So you couldn't think of two more different head coaches just from looks. Can we agree on that? Yeah. You're not wrong. Yep. And then you got the Tyreek Hill revenge game. Who do you got, AJ? So before I say my answer here, I do have to say absolute Chiefs hater. Oh. And and the thing is, I'm being from St. Louis. I see all these Rams fans that act like they went through the grind of being a Chiefs fans during the bad times and just hopped on the bandwagon. Um no, the Chiefs are an absolute unit. I understand that. I I I've picked a lot of a lot of the time last year I picked against them. I picked them last year to go eight and nine. I thought they were going to have their fall off without Tyreek. I wasn't sold. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes is that guy. Um, and I'm going Dolphins in Germany. I am. Oof. I'm going Dolphins in Germany. If it was in Kansas City, like like you were assuming it was, I, I would have gone with Kansas City. But in Germany, uh, I got I got Miami. They're the, from location, shortest flight. That matters a lot of times, mm-hmm. especially when you're going to Germany. Mm-hmm. Everyone's talking about the high-powered offense. No one's talking about defense in this game. Jalen Ramsey's back. He got an interception last week. He'll be matched up on Travis Kelsey. On the other end, the Chiefs' defense, like this is one of the best they've had in a long time. And I think that's going to be the difference. So I actually disagree. I think the Chiefs are going to get him in this one. Moving uh, on. Wait, we, do I get my my opinion here? Go right ahead. <laughs> so without without Taylor... There is no Travis. That's my. That's going to be my opinion here. Until he wins a game without Taylor on the sidelines, he's not going to win a game. And I, I do agree. I think what we saw, I believe it was last week, is if people just met Kelsey and manhandled him those first five yards, you find someone that can actually do that and do it throughout the game. It makes it makes those opportunities where Mahomes expends the play and finds Kelsey harder because he's just not in the right place at the right time. I don't know who's going to do that for the Dolphins. Maybe it is Ramsey, but we'll see. I'll, I like the Finns. 
Let's go. Let's go. So, Ben, I actually flexed this game out. I didn't tell you. AJ, I'm not sure if I told you this one. We are no longer doing Arizona at Cleveland because they are so bad. Flex that out. I'm going Minnesota at Atlanta. You just flexed in an equally crappy one. <laughs> no. I mean, Cleveland's not going to lose at home. But this is I mean, but Minnesota, Atlanta, two backup quarterbacks. It could go either way. Exactly. Backup bowl. Sean Salisbury bowl. <laughs> Are we rolling with me here? Yeah, yeah. Minnesota at Atlanta. I took a while throughout this week to pick this matchup. Um, getting Dobbs. He's not starting this week, though, for Minnesota, right? Oh, he's not. It's uh what's his that name? Fifth fifth rounder, right? Yeah, uh, I got it. Jaron Hall. I I think if Minnesota had any type of run game that they prove that they had proven in past weeks, I would go Minnesota still. KJ Osborne's questionable. I don't know what his status is. Jay Jett is obviously out. Kirk out. I don't love this matchup, but I like the Falcons' run game, and I guess I can ride on that. Heineke's in there instead of instead of Ritter, but I'll, yeah. I'm going Falcons. They play pretty solid at home usually. I'm calling this the Motor City Bowl because after the season, both teams are going to need a quarterback, and the NFL draft is in Detroit. And until then, it's going to be the backup quarterbacks. And I trust Taylor Heineke. More than I trust Jaron Carr. I don't think he's had enough reps with the first-team offense. I don't know if he's had any reps with the first-team offense. So give me Heineken ha- handing off the ball. I'm with you on this. Falcons all the way. You guys saw what Gibbs did the other night, right? When when it wasn't Campbell that kind of set him free, but what he was able to do, I think he almost had 200 scrimmage yards, something close mm-hmm. to that. It's just under that. I think Bajan Robinson walked into the offensive coordinator's office and put that box score and said, "What what's going on here? Just let me give me the ball." Mm-hmm. And I think Heineke, who is a more of a classic drop back guy, is going to have more opportunities to get him the ball. He's not a run first guy. He's not going to take runs from Bajan. Bajan puts up two hundred plus scrimmage yards, and the Falcons win without Kirk Cousins. Who are the Vikings? I mean. Who was, the, who was the quarterback before Cousins? Dante Culpepper? Brad Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> it's a trivia question. Who was, who was the quarterback for the minute before Kirk Cousins? Uh, Jim Plunkett? I don't, you know. Oh, you know who it was? It was AJ's boy, Sam Bradford. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was. And he actually, at one point, he was like leading the league in and completion percentage. I mean, yeah. it was just dink, dinking and dunking everywhere, but still. <laughs> okay. Here's a Jordan Love. Are we sold? Stafford's got Cooper Cups looked a little weird. I, I feel like they're not in sync yet. Um, Rams at Green Bay. I don't know where this. I don't know if there's many much playoff implications here. It's kind of middle of the road. Ho hum type game, um, one you don't watch unless it's on red zone, in my opinion. But who do you got, AJ? I have the Packers. Uh, I think they're bound for a win here. And my, my biggest thing is the Rams' defense looked awful last week. And I'm not saying this is a, a great offense in Green Bay whatsoever. 
Um, the other big thing for me, probably the biggest thing of all, Stafford with that thumb issue going on. I just Puka is absolutely phenomenal, tremendous year. Uh, Cooper Cup, you said, has been a little off lately. I don't know what that deal is, but it's still freaking Cooper Cup. I mean, he's elite. Um, I got the Packers in this one. I think it's going to be a pretty gross football game. I think it comes down to uh, Daryl Henderson and uh, Royce Freeman. Those type of guys, can they pick up the running game and help out? Uh, I it, it sounds crazy, but I trust Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon over them, even though they've been absolutely atrocious this year too. So I got Packers in an ugly one. I would not bet on this game because I don't trust either team. No. Packers early part of the schedule was probably the weakest part of the schedule, but yet they're still losing to all these teams they should have beat. Mm-hmm. The Rams on the other side, they're not stopping anybody, and I don't trust their running back by committee. So I'm with you, Packers as well. The funny part about Green Bay is, <laughs> is they're worse than the team that Aaron Rodgers went to, and they don't have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah. So – no one sold on Jordan Love. You look at the standings, you're on two and five. Are you serious? They've lost four in a row. Detroit has flipped this conference or the, excuse me, the division on its head. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, the Rams are just looking too far up both the Niners and Seahawks butts. So this game really doesn't matter for either, in, in all honesty. But I, I do appreciate the fact, AJ, that you highlighted that. The assets that the green that Green Bay still does have at running back are far superior than Daryl Henderson, who was on the practice squad no more than a week ago. So, yeah, yep. go pack, go pack, go. Next game we got Washington at New England. I also one I I saved to like today to kind of make my final picks. I, I I always get my final picks in by Thursday by the the Thursday night game. Um, all week long I was picking. Washington and for some reason all of a sudden I'm thinking you know what screw it let's go let's go New England at home obviously kind of like the Packers you were while you were talking about the Packers I was thinking all these years of dominance my whole life I'm 23 my whole life has been Packers and Patriots dominance and in one year they're both two and five two and six like this is very weird um you saw a couple weeks ago the Patriots uh, lose 34 nothing at home to the Saints, but then two weeks later they beat the Bills at home. No Kendrick Bourne in this one, I think, is a big, big loss at wide receiver. Um, I trust Belichick in a game where the commanders are so streaky. Like a couple weeks ago, they lost awful on Thursday night football to the Bears. Uh, they played the Eagles tough both times this year. Both of these teams, you really don't know what you're going to get week in, week out. But I'm trusting New England's defense at home. I got the Patriots. So Sam Howell has been sacked more than any other quarterback this year. The only other quarterback that's been sacked more than Sam Howell is Shador Sanders at the University of Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> and Belichick's a defensive-minded coach. I think he's in for a long day. I think the Pats win this out, win this one. So little known fact about Foxborough is that Robert Kraft owns an analytics company that's literally outside the stadium. And so you got to think when Sam Howell walks in, this guy doesn't even know what's going on behind the scenes, but 
they probably already know what's going on behind the scenes, meaning the Patriots defense is going to show up in a big way. Sam Howell is going to throw four picks. He's not even going to know why. And the Patriots will win a game at home, which is appropriate in November and December. Mm-hmm. If I can mention one more thing before we move on about this game, the trade deadline is always big in all sports because you kind of see where your team's trending and where you're looking at them trading off. You mentioned in the intro, those two massive DNs they had yeah. kind of just shows they're not, they're not trying this year. So that's also something I kind of weigh in this matchup. Yeah, well, it's new ownership group, right? So yeah. they want to come yeah. in and put their fingerprints on sure. like a new team, a new structure, new found Ron Rivera probably won't be around next year either. Mm-hmm. Riverboat Ron. Be gone. gone river about Ron. All right. The game of the week, in my opinion, uh, we discussed it a little bit in the intro, uh, AJ. Seattle goes to Baltimore, an ugly game against Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Baltimore had a had a nice win um, last week, kind of a get right game for them. The Gus bus was running with three TDs. Mm-hmm. You look like Derrick Henry out there. Um, this is a – it's not a stamp, a lock into the playoffs for either team, but it helps pretty – it's a – It's. it feels like, a, to me, see if you follow this, it feels like, you know, in college when you have a good win or a good loss, like I feel like this is it for either team, but a good win really gets you into the conversation of like, all right, playoff teams, top five teams. Mm-hmm. Whereas a loss kind of, you're still behind the scenes, yes. I guess. I got the, I'm just going to make my pick. I got the Hawks. Let's go. Let's go. So <clears throat> I mentioned this earlier. It's a great game to see where both teams are at. Like we, like I said earlier, with the Ravens beating the Lions a couple weeks ago, everybody's hyping up the Ravens. But I said it, I, I just, I'm not sold on this. Odell Beckham Jr. as your number two wide receiver. Like, I'm not sold on that. It's going to catch up eventually. And with the moves the Seahawks made this week to help the de- the defensive line, and Wosu is, is out, obviously. Um, getting Leonard Williams helps out a lot. The defense has been playing well. The offense is the is coming into the season. I, I wasn't worried about the offense at all, and that's been what's kind of been shaky. Um, I expect them to get right, even against a, a tough Baltimore team. I take a lot of pride and not picking a homer picks and, and being biased. I might be a little biased. I'm going Hawks two on the road. So is Leonard Williams playing this weekend? I think he is, right? Is I thought he, so. He, he just drove down to Baltimore. He, he didn't actually show up. <laughs> he was so excited. He's like, I'll meet you there. <laughs> yeah. Why jump on a flight? So I think he's a great addition to the Hawks. Um, you know, their secondary has Woolen, Witherspoon, Diggs, and now you have Williams in the interior. Uh, their defense is strong, and it just got stronger. I feel like they're an all-around team. But I'm not saying this because I'm a Niners fan. Gino has been a little off this year. I feel like a lot of his throws, that where he threaded the needle and he made a lot of great decisions, the efficiency, it's actually gone the other way. And I think this week, on a short week, I think it's going to go the other way. So I'm sorry, guys, but I'm going Ravens. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> All right. We've got Tampa Bay in Houston playing the Texans. Both teams have been 
a surprise, in my opinion. Like coming into the season, I thought Texans were still going to be bad, but kind of exciting to watch CJ Stroud and others grow and blossom. Tampa Bay, I thought was going to be a disaster and just a complete start over. Baker's kept them relevant, though. And both teams, if I remember correctly, three and four, both teams coming into this one. Um, NFC South still up for grabs, so Tampa Bay has something to play for. I just, with the Texans losing last week against Carolina, and I did pick Carolina to get their first win last week, um, but with them them not scoring well against Carolina, coming back at home, getting this whole week to rest up at home, I expect a big game from Nico Collins. Stroud mm-hmm. and him, having, it's been like every other week they connect pretty much. Last week was off week. I expect them to pop off this week. I got the Texans. Uh, the Bucks have lost three straight. Everyone was riding high in the Bucks early in the year. It's a long NFL season. And I think the Bucks are showing their true colors. And I think Houston's moving in, in the right direction. CJ Stroud's a stud. Damian Pierce is going to figure out it eventually. I just think they have better weapons and they're playing at home. And these teams are kind of even. So I'm going to go with the home dog here. Yeah, I agree with you. I think we also saw, I mean, if you were a fantasy football, you thought Pierce getting at least 300 carries this year and making something of them, not 300 carries and 600 yards type thing. That's he's he's selling right my fantasy team right now. I'm going to yeah. tell you right, right, right now. I, I need him to do something. It's been brutal. <laughs> and, I, and I think it's a matter of everyone in the NFL knew they weren't going to have CJ drop back three, five, seven-step drops and huck the ball around. So I think he's getting some confidence. Tank Dell, Nico Collins, Dalton Schultz. Like there's there's people around him now. And I think Pierce, we're going to see more balanced attack. CJ's going to make some more, some deeper throws. Um, you know, I don't know if he's, he's uh, his development has been better than say Bryce Young's, but I th- I see more promise in him right now with, how they're playing than say mm-hmm. the Panthers who are just not good. I think it's a better supporting cast. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, Miles Sanders is a whole nother topic, but um, we'll go on to the next game. <laughs> you picked him in fantasy. <laughs> Holy cow. Your team's obliterated. Uh, here's an interesting one. These two teams, if you look at them, probably some would say the most dysfunctional in the NFL right now. Uh, fire sell from the giant, not fire sell. Some would say that that move was a decent return on what they gave up for what they gave up. And then Las Vegas. I don't know if this is true. I'd love to hear that. The last straw was Josh McDaniel dressed up as the owner, Mark Davis for Halloween. I didn't hear after, that one. After you no, this is, I, I want to know if this is true. Cause it's amazing. Just for, <laughs> He dressed up as Mark Davis the day after that loss, came into his his quote-unquote office and sat down with Mark, and I think Mark fired him that day. So now, Mark, whether or not that's true, oh. I'm, the fact that I can picture that is amazing, yes. and I, you know, just <laughs> I hope that's true. Probably so different. Mark, Mark fired himself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but two organizations, I think the, the Giants are trying, Las Vegas isn't. Um, that's the difference mm-hmm. here, but the game is in Vegas. Who do you got, AJ? I think it's it's a game that's hard to kind of see where both teams are going. Like you said, the Giants are trying. For me, the 
they're trying, but like with, with the Raiders, we see this happen all the time with a new interim coach come in they get fired up for at least a week or two and, and rattle off a couple. And Pierce is an intense dude. And I think he's going to expect a lot out of these guys. And my biggest thing, and I've been saying to the, this to all the people in my circle over here, um, Devontae Adams has become non-existent in the offense. And I understand watching as a fan, it's easy to say, well, just throw the ball to your best player. Like he's getting double coverages and like the safety shifting over. A lot of things are happening that are preventing a bad quarterback play. A lot of bad thing, a lot of things are happening to prevent him from getting the ball. But I think you can still find ways for him to touch it. Cause when he gets the ball, he can make things happen. We see guys like Tyreek and Jay Jettas get him on a slant and just give him the ball. I expect even with O'Connell in there, don't mm-hmm. love that decision. Uh, even though Jimmy's been bad. Um, I don't know. I think the Raiders get the win this week. And I think Devontae's a lot more involved, at least, at least for this week. The only offense worse than the Raiders is the giants this year. Yes. And so the Raiders are at home. I think they will get up and they'll play for Antonio Pierce. I think they get the win. I'm calling this the last man standing bowl because Brian Dable is the last man standing in the Bill Belichick coaching tree. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't start winning soon, there might be zero coaches. We should stop calling it a Bill Belichick coaching tree. It should be like a, a wilted fern or a, <laughs> like all the coaches. Yeah. Think about them. Like Flores didn't work out. Pat, Matt Matricia didn't work out. Mm-hmm. I guess I, it's just Belichick you- is the guy. Do you think the Giants' struggles are on Dable or just an in a like just a bad team, like just bad person? I I think Dable like I think there's so many expectations that come with being still. People look at the Giants as like one of the you know original like the original six in hockey. Like you have to be good, you can't be Uh bad. And so there's no time to kind of recoup like the ebbs and flows like of being a franchise. You know, the, the Seahawks were good because we hit on a few drafts and we had a few good seconds. Like that's Giants don't have patience for that. It's like we got to win and we got to win now. Mm-hmm. And I think they're constantly against that and it never works out. And then you make moves like Daniel Jones. Like, come on. You believe that that guy was worth that much money. Mm-hmm. that's i don't think it's on dable they won last year yeah this year i think they struggled a little bit but they do look better or they did look better with their backups like yeah and once they started throwing the ball to waller so i don't know i don't think it's dable i think he's actually waller, waller was the big storyline for me coming into this week the revenge game but obviously he's He's out, correct? Last I saw, he was he was gonna be yeah, out. Yeah, Waller's out, trending yeah. that direction. So, so the, um, the entire Giants injury report was, I mean, the entire team is damn near injured. So, yes, exactly. It could be Aiden O'Connell and a guys in a hacky sack race throwing two or whatever you want to say. It'd be okay. <laughs> I think that's a safe pick. Okay, we're we got three games left. Here is a big, the big one. Yes, the entire, I was going to say Eastern Hemisphere. That's not right. <laughs> um, I would say the entire Eastern U.S. will be tuned into this game. 
if you've seen um, Silver Linings playbook, it's a good depiction of how just raucous and loyal Philadelphia Eagles fans are. And then you go down south of Philadelphia and everyone seems like it's a, they're Cowboys fans. Mm-hmm. Um, do you I, I hate, and I will say hate, I'm going to use the H word here. I hate the city of Philadelphia. Um, and it come, it comes from some Cardinals beef that with the Phillies, um, I just, I just, they've always, they're amazing fans. Like if you play in that city, (laughs) it's like, it's like, how do you, how do you want to take that? Right. Um, I would say they are loud and enthusiastic fans. Sure. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. Cardinals (laughs) fans. Those are great fans. Yes. Yes. So, um, the city of Philadelphia, yeah, loud, obnoxious, like they're diehard and they love their their sports teams. Uh, that's kind of what I meant by by great fans. Um, with Dallas, it's also a hatred. Um, for me, it's just the constant. I mean, you guys probably feel this too. The constant every year, this is our team, America's team. This whole, and then you haven't won since the '90s, and that whole nonsense. I mean, it's just like a every year, it's the same. You know, recording over and over and over. Um, Eagles have not clicked yet. I say this every week. They've not clicked yet, and they're seven and one. That should kind of be scary for the rest of the league. Should be scary for the mm-hmm. Niners. Should be scary for the Lions, the Seahawks. I expect them to click a little bit more each week going on here. I got the Eagles, especially at home here. Okay. I think Micah Parsons said it earlier this week, and I agree. It's going to be like Dallas's defensive line versus Philly's offensive line. Like whoever wins that, I think is going to control the game. Mm-hmm. And Philadelphia, they've gotten away a little bit from their running game. I don't know if the defenses are playing them different. I'm not seeing enough of the games. Or maybe it's just because A.J. Brown is that dude and gets 125 oh, wow. yards every week over seven weeks. But they've got so many weapons. A.J., Devontae really hasn't gotten off. Goddard played well against the Rams. It seems like it's running back by a committee. I think that there's too many mouths to feed and they haven't figured out how to get it all together on the same game, but they've still won. And I think that's going to present too big of a problem for Dan Quinn's defense. I'm going with the Eagles too. Tony Pollard. I hate Dallas. Tony Pollard. Can you, can we just, where, where have you been? Where have you been Tony Pollard? And, and here's the thing though, but this isn't a game for him to really bounce back on Philly's number one in the, in the league against the run. So it's going to come down to, and what's promising for, for the Cowboys and Cowboys fans, have you seen kind of a small emergence from not just CD, CD Lamb, but Brandon Cooks and a few other assets they have on that um, offense that could put a jolt into the Eagles, maybe make it interesting. But um, yeah, I, I don't see the Eagles losing at home to the Cowboys mm-hmm. at all. Jerry Jones might you would have to buy a win. Like you know, that's that's where we're going with that. Sunday night game, another big game. We got Buffalo at Cincinnati. Oh, I kind of want to say both teams are trending opposite directions. Bills are not all the way downwards. Bengals are all the way upwards, though. Uh yeah. they're finally starting to click. And uh I think we all as all across the NFL fan bases. I include, I mean, 
everyone should have known this was going to happen eventually, right? Like they, they were going to click um, and they have too much firepower. And a lot of it, I think was riding on Joe Burrow's calf getting right. Uh, they had that bye week thrown in there. I think that really helped them. The bills, just so many injuries. And I feel like this is the, another yearly recording of just like the secondary being injured, linebackers being injured. They don't have the running game. I mean, it's been better this year with James Cook, but it's still not elite. Josh Allen, um, I feel has gotten better as the season's gone on because early on he was just a little too all over the place, um, just chucking all over the, all over the place. And sometimes that's great for him. Like he he has to play just that freestyle. Um, I like the Bengals at home here, and I just think their offense is too. It's it's, it's rolling right now. Their offense is rolling. The defense of the Bills, like I said, banged up right now. I just I think it's a bad matchup at their bad time. Uh, for the Bills. I got the Bengals at home. Early in the season, when the Bengals played because Joe was hurt, it was all quick game. It was shotgun. It was empty. Mm-hmm. It was quick throws. And they couldn't really do anything. Like the playbook was limited. But now that he's healthy and he's running and he's scrambling, they just look so much better. And everyone was upset at Zach Taylor. But you know what makes Zach Taylor look good? A healthy Joe Burrow. And I'll take Joe Burrow over Josh Allen because I think he plays that much better in a big-time game, and he's not going to make the mistakes that Josh is going to make because he's going to try to win the game with his arm or his leg. So I'm with you on this, Bengals. Is there anyone cooler than Joe Burrow? Like, can we can we just all agree on that? Josh, like, he's Allen. just... Josh Allen's cooler. <laughs> By far. <laughs> By far. Joe, listen... At least Joe, Josh is more my guy. Josh is a good golfer. He, does, he you know, he wears Wranglers probably. You know, he's, he doesn't wear transparent glasses. You know, he doesn't own any fur coats. Josh is more my guy. Well, that's interesting because Joe is more my guy. I would wear yeah transparent glasses. Exactly. I'd, I'd have a headband. I'd have like the fur. I would dress it up. That's why this works so well. It's like we don't step on each other's toes here. <laughs> like we, we stay in each other's lanes. I, I want to go back to something. If I had a head football match, I'd beat you too because I'm Burrow and you're Allen. <laughs> what? You'd just kick your shin and you'd go down. Um, I want to go back to something you said though. I, I think both these teams are right now who we thought they were where the Bills looked great early on just because – but they're thin on defense. Like the depth is – I forget the middle linebacker's name, and I should, but he's the – he's like the linchpin, and he's been down, and other players have had to step up, and it's just – you get winded out there because sometimes Josh makes mistakes – and he turns the ball over pretty quickly after the defense has been out there for a while. So, yes, the defense can make mistakes. Like, that does happen. This is going to be a real big test, I think. And Cincinnati won some tight games early on that I think has benefit them. Like, if they lose to the Seahawks and they're not in the position they are. Um, but if Josh Allen loses this game and goes to 5-4, and four, like, that's – we haven't seen that out of the Bills in the last – handful of years so i think it's really a josh allen versus joe burrow game wranglers versus mink coats so we'll see who wins i got wranglers you got wranglers here wranglers okay. for the win okay 
All right, the final game. Another game that should have been flexed out of Monday night. We've got the Chargers in New York playing the Jets. Zach Wilson's looked better lately. I mean, shoot, the whole team's looked better lately. Um, The defense has been great, and I think we all expected them to be great all year. Even when Rodgers went down four plays into the season, we knew that defense was going to keep them relative. Um, You mentioned in the intro, and whenever you mentioned it, I thought about it. Staley, I mean, he's been on the on the uh, heater here for the last two or three years. It feels like it's been it's been yeah. an eternity. I think in a must win, as much of a must win in week whatever week nine uh, as you can get. I think the Chargers win. I think their offense has too much. Eckler is going to slowly get his legs under him, and uh, these last couple of weeks, I'm trying to remember. His first game, he he was almost non-existent. Um, I'll I think tell you, he's just he's on my fantasy team. He hasn't done anything the last couple exactly. of weeks. Exactly. I think I think he's gonna slowly get his legs back under him after missing some time. Like it's easy to say, like a big name player, they come back and be like, oh, they're supposed to perform. Like it doesn't happen like that. You have to be patient with those type of things. Keenan Allen's an absolute monster. Uh, Josh Palmer is kind of risen as like a great wide receiver too in that offense. Uh, Gerald Everett, they just have so many weapons. I just don't see that with the Jets this week. I think uh, the Chargers are going to try to push push the pace a little bit. I got the Chargers on the road. Ben, who do you like? Not not the Chargers. Um, (laughs) And I say that solely because it's just, I don't know. Herbert hasn't looked Herbert T. As of late, he, he's looked kind of just out of him. And Eckler hasn't looked like Eckler. Like, no one's looked like they've looked in the past when they just put up points. It looks hard. It looks different. It looks awkward. Like the Chargers look awkward. It's, it's awkward to watch their offense. The Jets, I don't know. There's, like, this little rally cry, I feel like. Like, they're going to they're gonna celebrate like they won the Super Bowl if they go 500 this year. Sala is going to probably sign up for another 10 years. And that defense is good. Like they're gonna, it's gonna be problematic. I don't think the Chargers travel well. There won't be a Chargers fan in that stadium. We know that. Um, there will be one. <laughs> okay, have, have so you, there won't be two. Have you seen? Have you seen the uh, the trend with the the girl, the, oh, the industry geez, plant yeah. or whatever? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she'll be there. God, she'll be there. <laughs> I like the Jets for some reason this year more than others. Just it's, they are a good defense. You you look out there and they're playing good ball. Um, They're just out there too much. Because again, Zach Wilson tends to turn over the ball. Um, But not this week. I think Dalvin Cook emerges from nowhere. That's a storyline. I think the Jets get him too. As much as it pains me to say, I'm a West Coast guy, I live in LA. I see a lot of Chargers games, but I kind of feel like the Chargers have given up on Staley. And they haven't really figured it out on offense. You think it's a fix? Like the fix is in? Like, boys, if we if we oh, lose like, if, if we lose in New York, we can just leave them there. Maybe. But we joked around. It's like the Mike Williams effect. Like he was the vertical effect. Like they can't really get the ball down the field. Keenan Allen's great, but he just goes underneath for like six or seven yards. Eckler's not running the ball. Their defense can't stop. They make so many mistakes on special teams. 
at some point, I think it's got to go back to the coach. I don't think they believe. I think in you it. want his job. You've said that like six weeks in a row. The <laughs> week. <laughs> You could slide in. Like the Chargers would be one team where you could slide in as a no name. They'd be like, "Oh, look what the Chargers did." You know, they're local to you. The commute would probably be less than your current gig. Yeah, might have to. They just got to win. <laughs> All right, Miami, Atlanta, Green Bay, New England, Seattle, Houston, Vegas, Philly, Cincy, and the Los Angeles Chargers. Well, we got to do the tiebreaker. You want to explain yeah. the tiebreaker? Yeah, so tiebreaker is, AJ, in the event you do tie, seven would be the tie. Um, you We need the Monday night football game, which is that Chargers-Jets game. Total points. So one person is saying 40 is the over-under. Another person is saying 41.5. I was leaning towards a 24-20 game. So 44? I'll go 44. Okay. Okay, AJ. All right. Well, before we let you go, do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you on the internet, check out your podcast, read yeah, about of your course. Pod, the Huskies? <laughs> uh, A2Z Sports Talk, the number two, A2Z Sports Talk. All social media. We don't use Twitter a whole lot or X, whatever you call it now. Um, but we're on we're on TikTok, we're on Instagram daily, uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We took these last three weeks off because I'm getting married and there's a lot of life changes. Go congratulations. <laughs> Appreciate it. There's, there's a lot of life changes going on right now. So took a little time off, but we're back uh, every Wednesday, starting this upcoming Wednesday. So yeah. So I got married six months ago best decision of my life sure. yes sir yes sir <laughs> well aj we had a blast it was great to have you on we'd love to have you back on again either to talk basketball or mm-hmm. maybe uh to preview the super bowl when the niners no pre- we we can preview the apple cup that'd be a good one we'll preview the apple, the apple cup preview hey, the apple cup the last I, I, potentially uh... less last apple cup ever well they're not going to keep the rivalry they're not going to keep Let's the see. game well this is like a whole different podcast like lift because <laughs> you're gonna get me on and so no they're they're not they're not gonna keep a game in which it's not part of the big ten schedule and they're not gonna do a non-conference game as part of something they'd have to schedule it year after year and plus we got like a court order against them it's there's a lot there's oh, like yeah. a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on like the, the more than likely this is probably going to be the last apple cup now they may play again in the future but it's probably not going to be apple cup ish it might be like uh say a september game in a neutral location they got it well i just want to thank you guys for yeah. for having me on uh, i really appreciate it anytime i can talk sports i love to do it i actually i coach high school basketball right now i played college basketball so if you guys ever want to talk nba it's my number one thing i love to talk about so we'll, we'll do you guys, that you guys hit me up we will well, but just know that you're getting married so you're not gonna be able to you're gonna be able to do about a quarter of what you're doing now in terms of <laughs> you're podcasting. right yeah yeah Get I'm, it in, I'm, my I'm friend. prepared for it now <laughs>